0: Shot first come on grab your friends we're gonna talk about star wars and stuff with connor allett and andrew roman the fun will never end greeter shot first so andrew yes connor i had the uh, pleasure of showing eva one of my subtly favorite clone wars episodes yesterday okay uh, I, we, we were just kind of like looking for something to watch in the background. We were doing some cleaning and she's like, I don't know. I kind of want to watch something, you know. She, we, so a little clarification. We were watching the, the new series. I mean, I call it a series, but the, the Marvel Legends where they showed like the little like teaser on the characters and everything. Uh-huh. They're setting up for WandaVision, which is coming out uh, pretty soon. So we yeah. were watching it and Eva got a little like teary eyed. It's because it's like it's very powerful the way they do it. Right. It's she's mm-hmm. like I want to watch something to cheer me up. I said, I have the perfect thing. <laughs> I picked uh, Nomad Droids. Do you do you remember that episode?
1: Is that the one where I mean there's several like just droid episodes of like the the comic japes of 3PO and R2.
0: Oh my gosh, yes.
1: Uh <laughs> is this the one where they end up like where they have to go get the fruit for Padme?
0: No, okay. you're, it's close. That was this is the episode <laughs> afterwards, right? Okay. So they're on their they're on their cruiser, and then the cruiser gets attacked by General Grievous. General Grievous literally just goes, "Yeah, take it down for target practice or whatever," you know. <laughs> and there's a whole thing where they're like, "We got to escape the ship," and so they get into a Y-wing, and then they go down to a planet, and then they get they get attacked by like a bunch of little people, and then the little <laughs> people are ruled by someone they call the Big Booba or something like that, and then they accidentally kill the Big Booba so they're like all right now you have to choose your own leader and he's like choose the three strongest wisest people out of all you and it's like now which one of these people should be your uh, your leader and they do like a cheer you know and he's like congratulations you are now a democracy and all of a sudden they just start fighting each other <laughs> and it just they kind of like bled into that and it it kind of goes into a series of misadventures where they go from one civilization to another and just completely ruin it and Eva said the exactly same thing she's like is this all this is? It's just R two D two and C three P O ruining civilizations. And I said pretty much, you know. But it's 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 supposed to be funny. It, it was.
1: Yes, so. I I do recall that now. Like I remember, it starts with this kind of like Gulliver's Travels kind mm. of vibe, but it definitely doesn't finish on that same note. No,
0: it, it has a weird. It's a very loose like Homer's Odyssey feel, uh-huh. where it's just a, like I said, you just find yourself in so many situations where it's like, oh, you think, you think you know where it's gonna do, or where it's gonna go, but. You Know at some points it's sad, some points it's funny. <laughs> it's just classic Clone Wars, brother. Yes, uh, but uh, you know what else is Oota Poota, everybody. Hello and welcome to a Shot First. My name is Connor, I'm Andrew, and we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And today, gang, we're doing something pretty fun. We're back at it with our uh, our draft picks. Yes. Uh, we've done drafts before in the past, first of all, we've done uh, Bounty Hunter Draft. Mm-hmm. We'll probably visit that again soon, just because uh, the first one wasn't. It was one of our first episodes, and I think we're much more knowledgeable now.
1: <laughs> we've come a long way. We've come
0: a long way for sure. So maybe that's a thing we'll visit. Learning by
1: doing, and well, we've done this a long time now. So. <laughs> of
0: course, yeah. And then we came back, and I thought we did pretty well. This is one of my favorite episodes we did. Was the pilot draft? Pilot
1: draft. Absolutely. And
0: that one was pretty successful. I feel like there was a lot of characters to garner onto. But instead of picking a uh, a class, so to speak, like a different uh, profession, if you will, Mm -hmm. we're actually going to be doing a fantasy cast draft of Star Wars in general. Yes. So uh, to kind of explain it, what we're going to do today, uh, we have six characters we're going to try and cast. Uh, I have a pick. Andrew has a pick. And we're going to bring it down to our producer, Brian, to try and pick uh, who's the very best one and come down and see what's up. I have the final say.
1: You have the final say. it's so a
0: dangerous thing, gentlemen. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, the six characters, who are the six characters, Andrew?
1: So this time around, and obviously we can probably even revisit this multiple times because I was thinking about all the characters we didn't include.
0: All the side characters and everything? Yeah, exactly. Come on.
1: Uh, But we are kind of sticking with the, the maybe biggest six. The core. The core, yes. if you will. Uh, so we've got Luke, Han, Leia, Lando, and then on the villain side, we've got Vader and Palps.
0: Do we want to do it in a certain order? Do we want to do it like because I wrote mine down in the order that I kind of came up with them in, mm-hmm. and it kind of resulted in what you're saying there. I think it was Luke, Leia, Han, Lando, Palps, Vader, though. That was my deal. Okay. So I don't know if anyone has a. Cert- <laughs> why don't like since you're kind of like choice. Dan, dealer's choice. Brian. Why don't you start us off and we'll just kind of go? <laughs> oh,
2: again, a very dangerous proposition, gentlemen. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. so the, I mean, this really came out of some of the rumors that swirled this past fall about some of the, the, the possibility that, oh my gosh, young Luke might be recast as Sebastian Stan, and which we, we kind of went off on a tangent in our group text. like, wouldn't it be interesting, like if they had to remake the original trilogy right now right. in this day and age, who would you <laughs> cast for, for what? And that led to some pretty, uh delightful side conversations. Yes. So I,
0: I appreciate that, but I will I will admit that a few of my picks are out of time, so to speak. Oh, okay. So I I didn't realize I didn't know what kind of like limitations we had on it. No. So some of these characters I'm
2: picking when they're in their prime. Just let uh, it roll. Yeah. Well, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't know. Uh but I feel <laughs> confident, about just it. as long as uh eventually down the road if we continue to do this, as long as someone chooses uh Danny DeVito as our 2D2. <laughs> I'll have to take it out of my. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I, that's fine. I, I was considering Danny DeVito for at least one role, but okay. I was like, "That's you can't do that. It's just just too on the nose." Yeah, I ha- like I, I have Danny DeVito all over my living room, it's so true. it's like it's hard to get away from him, anyways. Um, but before we get into it, I wanted to ask around the table real quick. Did anyone finish watching the season two behind the scenes for Mandalorian?
1: Yes. I have actually not watched it yet. Really? Yes.
0: My God! I'll tell you what. It's... Stop what you're doing
1: right now. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay, guys. I'll see you in, uh, in about 45 <laughs> just, minutes. Just get right no.
0: No, So it's it's a little less daunting than the first season is right. because it's not it's a just season. Just a single episode. Episode. It's yeah. just one episode. So. To that end, I was able to convince Eva to watch it, and you know, I've watched the first season by myself, and I'm still like getting halfway through it because it is—it's daunting. Yeah, it's fun to watch, but it's like okay, you get it, it's like you know, it's it's light and sound and magic and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well,
1: I I appreciate that they they kind of start with this premise of like okay, this is an eight part docu series, mm-hmm. and like you know, the first few episodes are at least probably thirty five minutes, yeah, even a little longer. But I want to say it's like the music one is. Genuinely about 18 minutes long. Uh, and and it's like, like, it's awesome. And like, it was probably my favorite of them all.
0: Yes. But, but it, I mean, <laughs> to that end, it's just like, it does take a long time to get through it. Yeah. But that's what I appreciate. I, I like the fact that they kept this at about, I think it's like hour, or two minutes, if that, something like that. It's really like that. Pretty They pretty cover a
2: lot of ground in that. <laughs>
0: exactly. And they do exactly what they did with the first one. They cover every single episode in order as mm-hmm. they release it, as they go. But I did appreciate the fact that they left out a couple of key elements. So even if you watch, like you know, behind the scenes, you're not being spoiled too much, yeah, here and there. So, I don't know, I'm excited. Uh, I wanted to know if you, if like, if any, either one of you had like well, a highlight.
1: So, we, we were just talking about this ooh. off mic, but I think that's something that we should maybe just set this aside and ooh. spend an episode on it. That we talk road. about
0: the technical side of Star Wars, yeah, I'm
2: down for that. Uh, a thousand percent game.
0: (laughs) Well, that's fair. I figured I would start us off with a little bit more like before jumping right into it. I just wanted to, yeah, little sidebar.
1: I I, I hear where you're coming from, (laughs) but
0: I know we usually do a little bit of recent star Wars news, but it's all up there. I know we just had high Republic come out too, which I'm excited about. Yeah. uh, Light of the Jedi. I think both of you, both you and I have it now.
1: Yes, we do have it. We're definitely going to be reading it. It's also definitely going to be a future topic for us in terms of our book club ongoing storyline um but i i was saying to you guys off mic that i haven't started light of the jedi yet but i have started the great jedi rescue so
0: yeah you're, which, you're streets <laughs> ahead on us on that Yeah, one.
1: which is the um it, it's truly a children's book uh that my sister uh got my son sully <laughs> Uh, for Christmas. That's awesome. Yeah. And I had no idea. So like, I was honestly almost more excited when I saw that in the box than when I saw light of the Jedi. It's like,
0: surprise, here's a certificate. (laughs) You could pick it up in March. Yeah. (laughs) More or less. That's cool, man. Well, I know. And like, so for what it is, is like, I, I think it's no, you know, no surprise for anyone who listens enough that like, when it comes to me reading my books, I don't necessarily read them. Like Andrew does analog. I, I listen to them. I, uh, you know,
1: I got paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I try and get as much as I can when I do, but like I, for my line of work, I'm on the road, so it's time to listen, right? And I've listened to the first part of, you know, Light of the Jedi, and I will say that I'm excited to talk to you about it. It's one of those things where it's like I wasn't sure where it was going to go, uh, being that it's a new age of Star Wars and everything like that, but. I'm delighted what they've done, and it seems familiar enough that you're not too far out there. So, uh, you know, maybe we can come back and talk about it soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that will be a very important kind of tie-in for us, especially in, like, over the next handful of months where we're not really going to have any new Star Wars content, Mm -hmm. no films, no TV shows, presumably, uh, until, like, Bad Batch comes out, I guess. But
0: That's true. um, But
1: I know... uh, like the second book in that series is slated for sometime in like spring of 2021
0: so no oh i'm hoping so i uh, i like i said just based on where it's going right now um i only just started learning about the villains mm-hmm. um the Nihil, i'll just say that much okay. it's, it's a very cool way of they pronounce it the Nihil. so i don't know very excited very much looking forward to it but i don't know if there's anything else anyone wanted to bring up or do we want to just dive right into it i'd say let's Let's
2: get let's get swimming. Let's get, it, get it get it popping. All right. Cue the music. That's that's my biz uh my my best off the top of the dome jizz. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Since you like if you're if you're able to do it like throw in some kind of weird like, you know, royalty free like background piano music or something. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> that sounds good
1: We'll find out We'll yep. find out, let's see what happens
0: uh, So yes, to reiterate what we're doing We're doing a fan cast We're doing, how are we doing this? Luke, Leia, Han, Lando, Vader, Palps Yes well,
1: Except that Duncan's going to give us I'm going to control the he's order He's
0: going to control us So why don't you start us here, let's take it over
1: Pray I don't alter
2: the order further <laughs> Fair enough, let's hit it Alright, so true, uh, true to life We're going to start with Luke Okay. All right. So we'll we'll go alphabetical by last name. So Connor. (laughs) Fair enough. I want to hear your pick for Luke Skywalker, your twenty twenty-one fantasy recasting.
0: My fantasy recasting of Luke Skywalker in twenty
2: twenty one. I'm going to pick Tom Hardy in his prime. Tom (laughs) Hardy in his prime. Tom Tom Hardy in his prime. Now go ahead. Now give us you got like two minutes on the clock. Explain yourself. All right, first of all. Tom Hardy is always in his prime, but, <laughs> but besides
0: the point, we obviously, I think when it comes to Luke, you need a character who seems about 1920, very young, very gullible, especially at the beginning of his story, right? You've seen Tom Hardy do just that in so many different like iterations. He's been young soldiers in a lot of like war movies and everything like that. And he's very, you know, he seems very shy, but at the same time, he seems very powerful in his way. And then also, I mean, he's Bane, you know, <laughs> so we've seen, we've seen, he's been able to buff himself up. He's been Bronson. Like Charles Bronson, yes, that you know, <laughs> we've seen him just take on prison guards and everything like that. What's to say, like the lightsaber runs out of juice? What's going to happen? He's going to have to use his fisticuffs, you know. We've seen him play himself twice in one movie. I forget what the name of that movie was, but it was a good movie. Yeah, you know. And then he plays a you know a delightful uh, Jewish rabbi
2: like gangster in and Peaky, Peaky Blinders. And uh, that, that's what I've seen him in most recently. Role? Well. Oh, <laughs> Alpha Acca. Solomons. Yes, exactly. What so, role.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's he's born to. To like fall into these certain roles, and I feel like with a situation like this, it would be fun to see what Tom Hardy could bring to the table because okay. he could either be very stern, very gruff, or he could be very like I, I don't know, guy, what are you going to do? You know, he's like that kind of stuff. You know, he'd bring in the uh, Eddie, the Eddie. Uh, that was a wild Cockney accent. Wild Cockney. <laughs> now I was thinking more of his San Francisco ax- fr- okay. accent from uh, Venom. From Venom. Venom. Yeah. Right. So. That's all. Eddie, that kind of stuff. That's my pick. Tom Hardy.
2: Tom it's Hardy probably. in his prime. Okay. In his prime. All,
1: all I can think of in terms of like, Young Tom Hardy is when he played like the bad guy in Star Trek Nemesis. Shinzon. <laughs> yes, yes, who yes. A, like a clone of Jean-Luc Picard.
0: Very young. Spoiler alert. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. That came out 19 years ago.
0: This is Star Wars we're talking about now. Very good.
1: <laughs> well, but that's why it's just in my mind. <laughs>
0: well, of course. You're just saying he's a, he's he can universe hop, man. That's it. That's what I'm saying. He's got
1: some range. Think about
0: him in Inception. You got to think bigger, darling. <clears throat> You know, yeah, all that stuff.
1: I don't know. I'll be honest. I feel better about my pick.
0: Well, go ahead. (laughs) I didn't pick... I mean, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I've got Shamik Moore. (gasps) Oh,
0: who's Shamik Moore?
1: He is the person who portrayed Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse. No way. He has kind of a tangential Star Wars connection in so far as he was in the film Dope, which is a Rekhfamuyiwa film. OK, then. Um, All right. More recently, he played Shaw Raider on the Wu-Tang TV <laughs> series that they put out.
2: So he's seasoned. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so you recognize oh, okay. him. Yes. OK, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm mostly relying on his role as Miles in Into the Spider-Verse, where it's just this classic coming of age story. Uh, he, you know, is, is kind of this reluctant hero thrust into a situation that he maybe didn't expect to be in. Has
0: these powers he's unsure how to use.
1: Exactly. And, and certainly I think the way in which he portrays Miles in that film is pretty like there is a generation of children out there right now that are going to look (laughs) look at into the Spider-Verse the way that we look at Star Wars. Oh Yeah. And so to me, it was just like, this is a really easy connection to see this guy. And he's, I think he's like 25 right now. So mm. he, he would still fit that 19-ish role.
0: He's very, he's, yeah, in his, oh, again, in his prime, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he's got the chops. Yeah. Most certainly. Real talk, my second choice, like of my, my personal second choice, if I didn't pick Tom Hardy, because I was like, oh yeah, that's a good like one no joke, it would have been Tom Holland. Yeah. So like, okay. it's, 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 that, it's, the, it's it's the same core element. The, the, he's yeah. a young character. He's like I said, thrust upon him, yeah, all that playing stuff. Playing
1: that coming of age role.
0: Everyone knows Spider-Man's story and they've seen him portray it and everything. So what the hell? We could see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, and my my third choice, not that I even needed one, would have been Timothy Chalamet, mostly just because <laughs> he was cast as Paul I, Atreides I, yeah, in the, the new Dune. Dune film. Yeah, Dune.
0: So. Is it pronounced Dune? Dune. Dune. It's Dune. <laughs>
1: well, if you're Danny Villeneuve, <laughs> it probably is Dune. Oh yes. Uh, what a Dune is this? <laughs> and obviously, just you know, po- the the character Paul Atreides is Luke Skywalker in a different universe. It's so, so. true, though. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, another appeal behind the curtain, I also asked Eva for her picks just to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this, yes. So uh, for whatever Dish. reason, I don't know why she thought... Th- I, I'm not going to... She, she'll hate me if I start making fun of this. She thought for Luke, Luke Skywalker... Vin Diesel.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> that nice. Like,
0: I could get it. She, but her whole thing was like, but he loves family. And I was like, that's true. <laughs> so, all right, you know, that was her argument for that, it. But anyways. That cuts
1: deep in a few different ways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. My pick, Tom Hardy. Your pick? Uh,
1: uh, Shameek, Shameek Moore.
0: Shameek Moore.
2: And uh, my pick is Vin Diesel. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> So do you want me to pick yes. as we go along, or do you, you want pick, me to save it for the end?
0: Uh, well, even to that end, I think that might be a better idea. That okay, way we have I'll save reveal. it for the end. You want to do that?
2: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And this
0: way, you, you jot down who your pick is, and you can reveal the final list. Absolutely. I like that better. That way, we can have a little, ah, at the end.
2: <laughs> All right, so uh, is it my
0: turn now? Yes. So, so
2: now, now, I'd like you to dish on who your 2021 Fantasy Recast would be for Han Solo. Han Solo, okay. This one was actually kind of easy.
0: I didn't think about it at first, but I uh, did a little diving and I thought to myself, you need someone who has just raw emotion and charisma. And like he just, he's able to just chew up the scenery anywhere he goes. So I picked in his prime. David Hasselhoff.
2: <laughs> oh, listen. I, I looked you square in the eye, and I thought you were going to say Nicholas Cage. No, no, no,
0: no, no. He's too busy stealing stuff, man. I'm talking about protecting. Right. So listen, David Hasselhoff has already shown his chops as the Knight Rider. He's action-oriented. He saved so many lives in Baywatch. And need I remind you, he brought down the Berlin Wall. So if anyone could follow the power up, of rock and roll. With the power of rock and roll, mind you. <laughs> He said, he said, Mr. Gorbachev 999 bring down this wall. But I don't know. But either way. And also David Hasselhoff one of the, has one of the best cameos in, in SpongeBob. So. It's true. I'm David
2: Hasselhoff. <laughs> like Sigourney Weaver in finding uh finding Dory. They're yes. Just playing themselves. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. So, but so
0: to that end, like I said, I th- I feel like it, in his heyday like he was just so beloved and he is he's a freaking hunk. I could see him being that charismatic scoundrel you know, smuggler person, you know, running around with a blaster and a big, hairy, you know, sidekick, stuff like that. <laughs> he just needs to pull his chest hair off and he's I was got to say he could be the big, hairy. Side that's, that's also <laughs> fair. Uh, but then to add to it, uh, Eva's pick on this end was Sylvester Stallone. <laughs>
1: but I don't think he'd well, be able
0: to get us it. like, well, you, kid kid.
1: Well, I think there's something interesting about that, because there was this major, like, you know, in that kind of late 70s, early 80s time frame, there were so many of these, you know, kind of charismatic action hero guys. Like, you know, you have the Hoff, you have Sly, you have Harrison Ford, obviously, and like also like Kurt Russell and, you know, and even like Burt Reynolds, like all people that like they kind of all played a version of that character at one point or another.
0: Kurt Russell was uh, on my list, but I also know that he was recommended to actually be Han originally. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't feel like that fit the mo- the mold as well.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, I why mean, I wanted like to kind of yeah. You yeah. can see him. There are pictures of like him reading lines with like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and it's right. like this was really close. It was almost
0: yeah. what could have been man, the yeah. cra- like Christmas Chronicle star himself. That's right.
2: <laughs> that's right, singing Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> so but
0: yeah,
2: yes,
1: so. uh but I do feel like we've kind of moved away from that a little bit. Like, obviously, like, there's all these big Marvel heroes nowadays. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but I don't know that any of them kind of have that that swagger that it's you're... It's
0: to walk away from an explosion without looking. Exactly. You know, that, that kind of charisma. It's the ladies' man thing of it all. And that's what the 80s were. Yes. And that's why David Hasselhoff fit the bill so much. I feel like he could still pull
2: that off. Can you imagine him just walking around with some aviators and, like, a toothpick in his mouth? I mean, I'm not going to lie... When you first said David David Hasselhoff, uh, I uh, had a nice hearty chuckle. Um, <laughs> but ad, the more you explain it, if you, if you were to pick up David Hasselhoff in his prime Again. and thrust him into that role, I could see it.
0: I'd thrust David Hasselhoff all day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
1: All right, so <laughs> On my that, pick. What, what I, a segue. Yeah. <laughs> my pick, and honestly, I, so, you know, I, I didn't necessarily view it from this perspective of like, okay, let's do... Um, you know, actors in their prime, et mm-hmm. Uh And I mostly did try to stick with, like, current actors. Fair enough. And I actually felt this was kind of hard uh, to find that Han Solo person. But I had a flash of inspiration when I was getting my shower this morning, and my selection is Rob McElhenney.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Okay. <laughs> wow. Just, <laughs> just doing, like... <laughs> karate all over the place exactly
1: I mean I just think that there is this just complete like insane persona of Han Solo that we see at certain times like think about when he's running around in the Death Star just him and Chewie and just
0: well, just remember him trying to get out of the trash compactor and he's just over there like, dude, if I could just do a backflip, like I do backflips every day, but if I could do a backflip right now, I could totally just mount this wall. And that's exactly what he's doing right there. He's but not I, propping the crap up. Yeah,
1: exactly. But so that's just kind of what drew me to just like an offbeat, you know, in, in a sense, uh, you know, I think Rob McElhinney, he, like he, he has the, like, you know, he's got the build and the looks to. Play true. the role, yeah. But also, like, I just feel like he could channel some of that insanity a little better than <laughs> I than think some of could. the other people that that maybe are out there.
0: He's also shown that he's a very physical character. Not even just so much in like the way of you know him being muscly or anything like that. But he's he's in a way of Christian Bale. He's able to physically transform yes, himself.
1: He can do what what the role demands. He could <laughs> cultivate mass.
2: That's true. You know, <laughs> it's all so, about cultivating mass, my friend. Just eating a trash bag full of burritos. That's <laughs> a big deal. <laughs>
0: So that I don't know, I thought that was
2: pretty uh pretty succinct. So yes.
0: David yeah. Hasselhoff, Rob that's, McElhaney.
2: Those are pretty wild and excellent choices. Uh, they are pretty right. good. Honestly. I'm okay. I'm a little jealous of yours. So too uh... honestly,
1: I like my only apprehension with that was that I thought you might pick him.
0: <laughs> well, I I I originally was gonna go for Carl Urban. I was okay. like, I want yeah. him to I want him to have an Aussie accent. Like, why not? Why not? Just come in and just start calling everyone the C word.
2: It's like Frito. <laughs>
0: well if it ain't the green
2: yeah yeah but yeah so (laughs) well moving moving beyond that madness um i'm gonna switch it up let's go dark emperor palpatine Ooh, okay so i'm glad you got on this one so
0: for me i had to think about this a little bit um usually when people would think about this this actor they I think they would gravitate towards one role in general. And he's played a lot of heroic roles, uh, but he's also played uh, at least one evil role that kind of spoke to me. And I kind of thought that he would really work for this uh, role. And the character, or the actor is uh, the late Sir Ian Holm. Oh, okay. So Sir Ian Holm, uh, for everyone who is not familiar, is Bilbo Baggins in the original Lord of the Ring trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also went on, he was the priest in Fifth Element. You know, again, heroic roles in its own right. Um, but my the one role that I think of for him, and this is a bit of a spoiler for this movie that came out maybe almost two decades ago, uh, the movie's From Hell, if anyone's ever heard of it. With Johnny yes. Depp and uh, I mean a few other like uh English actors or whatever, but um Ian Holmes' character in it was in it and he was like this demented doctor and like he just kinda had this weird, cold, sinister sign to him and everything like that. And I just kinda thought about him and I needed to think about someone who is not too old, but just old enough to, you know, if you put on some heavy makeup or something like that. Yeah. They could shoot some lightning bolts. And that's kind of where I got with Sir Ian Holm. I just liked him as an actor.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'll be honest. I thought, again, this was, I think this and Han were like the two most difficult roles for me to feel really comfortable with my pick. Yeah. I mean, especially maybe like in that kind of contemporary thought space that I was in. Um, But the name that I've decided upon is Stellan Skarsgård.
0: Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Wait, so is Stellan the one who does Thrawn's voice right now? Or am I wrong on that?
1: No. That one is oh, which one is that one? He's in the
0: deck. So is Stalin the dad?
1: Stalin is the dad.
0: He's the professor. He's professor from the Thor movies. Okay. Exactly. Yes. I know that he has a brother, and the brother is the guy who does Thor. Correct. Or Thrawn. Thron. Sorry, too many. <laughs> Thor. <Yes>. Thor <laughs> Thrawn. The crossover we and all then, need.
1: Yeah, and then like like Stellan's sons are also famous.
0: That's fair. So you can
1: Alexander and Bill.
0: So what? You, so what you're getting at is you could see him running around in his underwear saying that Asgard is real.
1: Yes. I mean, that's part of it is that I just think that, you know, you need this kind of this serious element, um, but it also just has to be so big true. when you're playing Palpatine. And I think that's just kind of where he fits into that role pretty well. Like he's, he's also
0: a big character, like a big person.
1: Well, I mean, like, is, I yeah. think
0: he's very tall, in other words, because versus Ian Holm, who I believe was like almost five foot, like he yeah. was an actual hobbit. Diminutive. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was partially drawn to that to, to make another Dune reference. Oh, um Dune. He, yeah, he will be playing uh, the Baron Harkonnen, Vladimir is Harkonnen. Is he? Yeah. Okay. so it just kind of and, you know, that's I feel like there's some overlap in terms of just like the the comically evilness of that character versus, uh, you know, what Emperor Palpatine represents. And and I like even like his role in Chernobyl is kind of like this more more reserved and calculating. And like, you know, that there is this profound thought going on behind the scenes, simmering kind of performance. I agree with that that. I just think lends itself He's not who I would have originally thought of, necessarily, but I don't know.
0: I you, like it. <laughs> no, you bring up his performance in Chernobyl, and I agree with that, because it is a thing of, like, you start off not really caring for the person, because he just seems like another bureaucrat, you know, mm. and then all of a sudden you realize he has his own, you know, list of emotions and ideals, or whatever, and I
2: like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I think it works out. Brian, what about you? Again, two excellent picks. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm playing this close to the chest until the end. Yeah.
0: So again, most of my characters, this is again, spoiler alert, are all in their prime because obviously Ian Holm, uh, <laughs> rest is in is peace. He's no longer with us. <laughs> uh, but to add to it, uh, Eva's pick for Emperor Palpatine just to get the giggles out there. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Sorry. Well,
1: he has the, Like the cackling manicism. That is for sure.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, he could play the bad guy. I just want him to have the beard that he has in that Fat Man movie that came out recently. I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it. Well, I haven't seen it either, but I'm just like, you've seen the posters and he has the big, burly beard. I just Mm -hmm. want him to come out and be like, you think you're the first Skywalker? You know, just like
2: (laughs) coming at him. But yeah. So as we go. Another solid choice, Eva. (laughs) Okay. So moving on. Let's go with Leia. Leia. Okay, Uh, let's see. So for me,
0: again, in the prime, uh, someone who doesn't need to be told how to act because they are the epitome of acting. They have won several awards in acting, and I think that this person, uh, given the time and uh, business to do it right, could have uh, won many hearts and minds, and that person is Meryl Streep. Okay, (laughs) okay. Come on, man. She's won a number of Oscars. You know she's good.
1: oh like, well, sure. I mean, I don't think anybody would impeach uh, Meryl Streep's acting prowess.
0: That's fair. I also just think that given like who she is as a person, uh, the character of Leia would speak to her because it's just the strong female type, and she's going against type of being the heroine in distress and actually being a hero in her own, in her own, uh, you know, in her own respect. And so I feel like she could fit that mold too. I don't know. That's my that's my go to for it. Like I said, she's also just very good at what she does.
1: Fair enough. I'm gonna go with the chalk and assume that we have you know, that this isn't actually starting on today. This and is in her prime. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's just other implications here that <laughs> that's, matter. That's fair. And I'm going to go with the chalk pick, somebody who has been significantly rumored to potentially, you know, maybe play a young princess Leia. And I'm going to go with Millie Bobby Brown.
0: <gasps> oh, All right. I have All right. heard that. Okay. So I went for the old, you went for the young.
1: Yes. <laughs> Very different uh, sides of the coin, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the obvious answer is she looks a lot like, Carrie Fisher At she that age. yeah she looks a lot like that kind of like the nabbery like genealogy in terms of there's some Natpo that you can pull through there's you know there's that- Carrie Fisher well
0: to that end didn't she do a like a costume or something where she had buns or like had the Leia I, outfit.
1: Yeah, I think that's correct. And she I mean, I know like I mean there has been some significant talks of like her potentially doing like a a young, a young Leia type of she totally
0: could. I mean we've seen we've seen her adventures in like rebels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that she's out there doing just as much, you know, badassery as anybody else. Yeah. She might even show up in uh Andor because Andor is the beginning of the fledgling rebellion and all that anyways. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Very I, true. I
1: think there's a case to be made there. I mean, I just think that there is, you know, if you live Listen to some of her like Millie Bobby Brown's like interviews even she just has that acerbic wit she is that, very like, well that made both Leia and Carrie Fisher very well known
0: so think about um I haven't watched it but I I, I want to the the uh Anola Holmes uh mm-hmm. series that she's in or the movie whatever it's a movie, it yeah
2: it's it's really good it
0: so is good i think that her character and that i mean imagine her just being as forceful as leia because leia leia does come across as like she's you know royal and astute in one hand and all of a sudden she's just telling us walk a carpet to get out of my way like it's a completely different character yes and i feel like that's that that she could pull that off pretty well
1: Agree. You know that's that's why I just think it it all fits together.
0: It does. And this also goes back to like you know when we were talking about Luke at the beginning of this. You know we mentioned Sebastian Stan. Like I would have picked Sebastian Stan because again he just seems like he'd be perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. Just he looks like it, and all that kind of stuff. But it, it just seemed too obvious. It's too obvious. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: that's why we neither of us. Nose. Yeah. T- <laughs> t- took the bait to like pick Alden Ehrenreich to play on Solo. Well, the, yeah, that's, that's
0: also true. Yeah, it could have been very easily. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Or we could just do Tamora Morris and he'll play everybody. <laughs> so yeah, that's our pick. There's precedent for that. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and a real quick, Eva's pick for that is Megan Fox. So <laughs> she's my, knocking it out of the park yeah. in her prime. Right.
1: I do, I do want to. I had a follow up for that, and it, it was literally any of the sisters from uh, Little Women.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, like,
1: just which so that would be um Sersha Ronan Emma Watson I was gonna say Emma uh, Watson, Florence yeah. Pugh and I guess the younger one is Eliza Scanlon I don't know her from anything
0: up-and-comer yeah, up yeah. let <laughs> <No>, me I <laughs> but, do watch but I just, yeah but
1: I just feel like all of them have that look and they're all yeah the, like in that whole film is just like acerbic wit the whole time so fair
2: a lot of uh back and forth no you sir <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey. Timothy Chalamet is also in that one for what Oh I yeah, thought. that's
2: true. <laughs> Say any uh any one of those choices you picked, I, I feel like could easily step into that role. Yeah. Fair enough. Seriously. All right. What's next, man? All right. So moving on from Leia, we're gonna go to a dirty scoundrel. Oh.
1: <gasps> Wait,
2: well, and, and from a certain point of view. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, a smooth
1: dirty sky Yeah, That's
2: right. Let's talk about Lando Calrissian. Okay, so this one I was the most
0: confident about. I think he was the first one I picked. Okay, um, the character, the actor that I picked, I picked basically because I just am a fan of almost any role that he's done. Um, I feel like he could be smooth I think I know what you're about to say and I'm so excited for it maybe don't get your hopes up maybe he he's but he does have a lot of um a charisma where he's at uh, I I've, I've seen him in many movies uh let's see the one movie I'm garnishing a lot off of is either training day or uh remember the titans and that person is Denzel Washington okay in his prime of course but obviously den- <laughs> Denzel it's- Washington in training day just has that He has that double-faced entendre that we're first introduced to with Lando. Lando comes off as one person, but eventually you see the true colors, and it's like, oh, well, you know, he was just a backstabber in the whole place. I mean, eventually we get to realize that, like, you know, he didn't have a choice in all this, you know, Mm -hmm. once you read all the material and everything. But regardless of the fact, I feel like Denzel could play up that part of just being, you know, oh, yeah, no, this is all fine. This is normal, whatever. And he has that honest charisma and everything that you need with Lando. And then as soon as things start popping off, he's saying that you know King Kong ain't got crap on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's going crazy for it.
2: I mean, I would just go go to clarify. You said Denzel Washington in his prime. Yeah. Is Denzel Washington ever not in his prime? <laughs> well, that's just it. He and is. I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's the
0: same thing with Tom Hardy.
2: It's just never retroactively <laughs> uh, apply that same line of questioning to Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's all fair. I know, but it, it, I think it's
0: important to reiterate that, like, given. The age range for these characters, if they were still in
2: the age, no, all of them right now, (laughs) especially Sir Ian Holmes, rest in peace. Oh Jesus
0: Christ! Well, that would uh, he would play the uh, he could do the Rise rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Good God! Oh God! You set yourself up for that (laughs) too soon.
1: It was too soon. Fair
0: enough. Uh, But yeah, so Denzel Washington, and then Eve's pick for this was Wesley Snipes. It's like it's it's like Denzel Light in a way, you know. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, Wes. Like Wesley Snipes is good in Demolition Man and everything else he does. He also is like really good in, um uh oh, uh oh, God, I can't think of it. Tax evasion. Tax evasion. Oh. <laughs> yes. The Expendables, I guess, is the other way of it. Yeah. Way. Well,
1: okay. yes, for sure. Tax fraud. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, spinning off of Wesley Snipes, my pick, kind of building on that m- motif and uh, definitely has that Denzel vibe as well. I, I would probably argue this guy is like today's Denzel. Mm-hmm. And that would be Mahershala Ali.
0: Oh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, I could see that too. mouth himself.
1: Exactly. So you just get a little bit more of that venom <sighs> that, you know, this guy is like a dirty scoundrel for sure. And he's you got know, a- But he's also like a king of crime in yeah. a sense. He's
0: in- got a deep enough voice that he can kind of soothe you. Yes That's kind of how I feel about it
1: Exactly And and yeah he, I just feel like Just listening to him talk Will kind of Disarm put, you Yeah mm-hmm. Put you in a different State of mind Different state of play And then all of a sudden He, he hits you with the uh, I didn't have a choice Basically <laughs> They got here right before you did
0: You could say he was Moonlighting us That's right <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I
1: mean, extremely, you know, in, in a very short period of time, he's extremely acclaimed, won pretty much everything you can win. So,
0: And I'm very excited to see what he'll do with Blade as well. Well, that's... That's the Wesley Snipes a- connection. Yes, yes. <laughs> So that's good, man. I like that.
2: I think it brings all the choices. Okay. Yeah. So, so gentlemen, you know who that leaves us with. Uh, we che- are... Saving, Chewbacca. saving the best for last. <laughs> yes, Chewbacca. <laughs>
1: max Max rebo
0: oh my god uh i'd like to cast bruce valanche
2: as chewbacca
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the next list come on all the background that's
2: right that's right all right so so lord vader lord vader himself who, who would your 2021 fantasy uh recast pick be so uh i didn't pick I didn't pick a voice, per se. Um, I, mean, I didn't know if we were supposed to pick a voice an so you know, actor. Was, I was going to leave that open-ended. Yeah, You can you can pick one person to do both, or you can differentiate if you want.
0: On to that end, I'm going to leave it just for the one, because I think that he would be a good enough actor that if you dubbed it right, you know, with the uh, vocator and all that kind of stuff, like I think he'd come off. And that's Tim Robbins.
2: <laughs> Tim Robbins, okay. Andy
0: Dufresne himself, Tim Robbins. Uh, now, first of all, <laughs> I need to say that Tim Robbins is a very tall man. He is 6'5. So, right, so and he already fits the bill of being like tall and intimidating without a suit on. Now imagine to put him in the Darth Vader suit, and give him a couple like heels, you know what I mean? Lift him up a little bit. And give him some lifts. Give him some lifts. And he could be tall and intimidating as you want. And also, like I said, he's just a great actor in and out of, you know, some kind of suit of armor, anyways. So what the heck, why not? I feel like I feel like he could pull it off enough that he could be like, intimidating, but he could be kind. Like, imagine imagine the scene at the end of Return of the Jedi whenever, you know, Luke would take off the helmet. And, uh you know, you'd be able to see just Tim Robbins. Bam, Tim dispatched. Robbins. It's just his head. And I don't know. I just feel like that'd be powerful. Okay. I don't know. I, right. I feel like besides him just being a good actor in general, I feel like the height sits up there, and I feel like he'd be able to have some fun with it. I don't know. That's just me. That was my, that's my only stipulation is he was tall. And then the other choice, which was Eva's choice, which is great.
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger. So,
1: <laughs> okay. I hope he does the voice as well. well.
0: That's just a, yeah. Where are the plans? Anyways,
2: Andrew.
1: All right. So to bring it home, my final pick actually ties out pretty closely with my previous pick of Lando. I've selected Mike Coulter.
0: Nice. Luke all right. Cage. So you're picking like the, all the Marvel Universe characters, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, a- I
1: genuinely was trying to avoid that. I really, really was. But I guess I do have like four out of six or, yeah, four out of six that have appeared in Marvel properties. There's nothing
2: wrong with that. What, I mean, what, what was Rob McElhaney in?
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> not him. Not yet. <laughs> not
2: yet. He was not in anything. Although- Still.
1: I mean, presumably he's going to have a role in like the next Deadpool film since he bought that soccer team with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Well, that I did not know. I
0: was not aware of that. Rich people things.
1: Yeah, Um, (laughs) for sure. But yeah, so anyway, Mr. Luke Cage himself. Yeah. I just feel like his I think his voice carries that gravitas that like James Earl Jones does. That's true. In addition to obviously he has the build and the physicality to portray the actual suit uh, and I just think that... I don't know. It just feels like a natural selection for me. And I think it would be interesting, you know, because he like to kind of go back again to like Mahershala Ali, who mostly has kind of played like villains.
0: He could pull off the, the hero. And, that, and
1: now he gets to be like the anti-hero somewhat. And now like seeing Mike Halter turn from hero to do a villain. What the hell? Yeah. I think that would just be fun to see.
0: Can you imagine him in his vocator just saying sweet Christmas? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Stuff like that. I, I could see that happening for sure. Well, I I don't know I I I like that pick a lot because like you said it's the build and the voice work out very well. Yes. Tim Robbins is very soft spoken, but I feel like I said with enough like I mean look what they did with um oh, what's what's his face Ry- Kylo Ren his voice like Adam Driver's voice is like it's very like Muh. it's very Muh. but like <laughs> once they add the vocator on there it's just Muh. it's a little more <laughs> like that so it's not so bad. Anyways, uh, what's the results there, brother? Well,
2: results of the 2021 fan cast. I like to uh, just preface this by saying... Those, <laughs> I feel like those... we
1: played very different rules in yes. this game. <laughs> I, there were no
0: set rules, but this is a good chance for us to establish mm. said rules for future
2: events. Those were uh, those were some wild picks. <laughs> I highly enjoyed them. And while I will say uh, the person who won, I think, did a great job, I'm going to say that the, the choices I did not go for... Uh, were out of left field in a way that I'm very excited for, Fair and enough. I could easily see them working out as well. Okay, and I, d- and I don't mean that as an everyone win, everyone gets a trophy <laughs> way. I'm legitimately, legitimately. Okay. That being said, it was a sweep. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, I like your lineup. So, what is the lineup? What's the final so, lineup? That would put the lineup with Luke Skywalker being played by Shameek Moore. Mm -hmm. Han Solo, being played by Rob McElhaney. Leia, being portrayed by Millie Bobby Brown. Lando Calrissian, Mahershala Ali. Yes. Lord Vader, as Mike Coulter. And Sheev Palpatine, Stellan Skarsgård. Damn, that is a
0: good lineup. I like that lineup. Honestly, though, it also adds to the credence of if you had um, Mike Coulter as Darth Vader, he'd make the perfect father for Luke.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some some manipulation there, I guess. Yeah, fair
2: enough. Connor, I will say Sir Ian Holm as Palpatine. I yeah. see it. That one I, that, like 1000% It was that I and see Denzel it. were my two most confident yeah. ones and I love both of those. Yeah, yeah
1: those are excellent picks. I mean, I mean,
2: the Hoff as Han is out of left field, but again, when <laughs> you explained thinking, it, yeah, it's I like, see it. As that's well. what I
1: was thinking
0: about, it. he's just that rogue type or whatever. You need that kind of like stylish, you need that bad boy, the 80s bad
2: boy. 1000% see
0: it. You need some guy who plays volleyball in his jeans, man. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Well, hey, congratulations! Thank you. Uh, it was hard we'll, fought. We'll have
1: to put this up like on a a poll, like on Instagram and Twitter, and so on. I would like on, to. So I mean, I, I people br- can disagree with me if they want, <laughs> and myself and Brian, I guess. Well, so
0: yeah. I mean, to that end, I would like to bring it up there, and just maybe we can bring up another poll besides this, and just saying, well, what would our next draft be? We've had we've had ideas about you know. Moving forward, at least you know, at some point in the future, doing uh, possibly like a droid draft. Yes. Um, and we, I do like the idea of doing a secondary character, background character droid draft. Yes. Maybe
2: have people pick the characters that we want to cast or something like that. I like that. And just go from there. Who's your 2021 uh, Neenep? Nina... <laughs> <laughs> I can never pronounce his name correctly.
0: Um, no, I'm not going to say that. That's going to be mean. Uh but I can't I'm just gonna say it's need nub in general. Nean nub, okay. Nine numb nine nine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. What'd you think of our uh, choices? Were they good? Were they bad? Why don't you let us know? Uh, if you have a chance, by all means, please check us out at uh, shot first podcast on one word on Instagram or at first Greedo on Twitter. And don't forget to give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well. And we're also up on Spotify. And if you can't find us at either one of those, you can also check us out at our website at reggieshousepodcast.com. And with any questions or comments, or if you want to give us any more ideas on what, uh, certain drafts you want us to do in the future, you can hit us up at our email at pod all one word, at gmail.com. Once again, pod at gmail.com, all one word. And with all that being said, this was freaking fun. And I want to do this again soon, and I hope you guys all had a good time. Brian, did you have a good time? I had a great time. This was a lot of fun. Andrew, you have a good time?
1: It was a boring conversation anyway.
0: I, 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 I bet it was.